When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency on the AM590 app is where you can find us in Omaha. You can also catch us live on the radio, also 1480 ESPN Lincoln, and live on YouTube, Twitter. Find Coffee and Cream. Join us for the show. We appreciate you having and we love having you here. We are live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, and our guest next, Brandon Vogel, who is with us via StreamYard, our first StreamYard guest. And He's so cool. It's, it's proper to have a Hale Varsity writer, the managing editor, I should say, as our first guest. And by far and away, and I know he's going to say this doesn't take a lot of techno- technological savvy, but by far and away of all of us, the guy that can be the most self-sufficient with a computer. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and it's probably because he reads a lot. Look at all those books back there, Brandon. Good morning. B. Vogues, good morning, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, guys. Thanks. Uh, when Shane Shane messaged me to say you want to do StreamYard, I was like, sure. I didn't know uh, didn't know we'd be breaking new ground, so just honored to be a part of this. Yeah, you know what? We dug the shovel in, <laughs> when, and you're with us. When you're as smart as our boss is, he often wonders why everybody – just doesn't use StreamYard, so you can control what you can control better. But as you know, Bill, I'm like, not everybody thinks like you. Like, that's, <laughs> right. that's why you're successful and we're just we're trying. little people. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, Brandon? It's A lot has been going on in the, in the landscape. Can, can I start with a little OT? I want to go back to volleyball just because the, the way that it ended, it was a little unceremonious. Nebraska was trying to figure it out from a health standpoint. They've had some departures. We, we've seen this a little, but it wasn't as many scholarship players. And I think it was like 11 or 12, and Coach Cook was kind of going back to the drawing board, refiguring out how he wanted to do coaching. Is this a, another new stretch, in your opinion, for Coach Cook as he gears up managing the portal – departures all while trying to remain successful i think it is um and you know when when he and i worked on worked on the book a few years ago he he had already been through a couple of those you know moments where he personally would market and say you know things changed for me for the sport for the the landscape of college athletics after this moment or that moment and i think this is another one you know Looking back at Nebraska, they, they did a good job of managing all of the roster shuffling that they did throughout the season. And, you know, I kind of came away from that tournament loss thinking, well, it might have caught up to them a little bit. The plan that they went into the season with at Setter obviously became much different through throughout the season. That's That's a tough one, too. So not only, you know programs like Nebraska are remain kind of destinations when you're in the portal, you, you still have an upper hand there, but mm-hmm. 
I think that's going to, you know, it's going to be harder and harder to maintain that kind of status. So we'll see what happens there. And also just the, the, the graduation or you know, players like Matty Kubik and, and Nicklin Hames, that alone makes it, I think, kind of a turning of a new leaf as they go to a, a little bit of a younger generation. And Brandon, how cool is it to see Matty Kubik taking her talents to Puerto Rico now? Yeah, that, that was, um, you know, Coach Cook alluded to the fact that she was going to go play professionally. Um, and we've seen plenty of former Huskers yeah. go go forth and, and have really long professional careers um, abroad. Um, I mean, Jordan Jordan Larson kind of being the, the penultimate example. It's, it's not for everybody. You know, some people get a taste of, of that life and, and love it and enjoy the chance to bounce around Europe or Asia or, or wherever they may end up. Some people try it for a little bit, like Kelly Hunter, and, and kind of find their, their path towards coaching that way. Hey, let me transition as we as we talk football here and Coach Rule is 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 hit the ground running obviously and he's kind of rounded out his staff and uh, the one thing outside of age uh, that you get that's a reoccurring theme is it's people that he's familiar with this time around if you're part of Nebraska's fan base and you remember what happened with the transitioning of the former regime and and kind of the his guys concept what do you think will be or should be different this time around so we can separate the two yeah good good question i'll say that as the staff has kind of come into full focus at this point you know i was a little bit surprised i think my default setting and I'm, i'm having to revisit this is that you know you expect to see a little bit more change a little bit more variety but this similar to when Frost came from UCF, feels a lot like uh, a, a trusted group of assistants. And, and I think that's fine. I, in terms of the difference between this time and the, the past time, the big time, the big thing for me is just the experience level there. You know, a lot of these guys were, were with rule at Temple um, and had been, you know, Ed Foley is a very, very experienced coach. Um a good handful of them went to Baylor. Some of them have been with him just solely at the NFL. So I think there's just a little bit larger sample size versus the last time where Nebraska basically took its entire staff of, of two years at UCF and brought them all to Lincoln. Brandon, when you see the work that Rule and his staff have done in regards to the transfer portal and recruitment, um, already within a month's time, a month and a week, whatever we're at now, it's been 30 guys that have already been signed or, or um, seven coming out of the transfer portal especially. Is, is that a number uh, in regards to the transfer portal, the seven, that you see continually growing, whether it's this year or even years down Spring, the line maybe. for Matt Rule? Or do you think that that number, once he kind of gets settled in in Lincoln – will start to maybe maybe come back a little bit? Yeah, I, I mean, good question. I, I, think, I think ending up at seven wouldn't be a bad number for um, a, a, your kind of yearly average. Now, I, I expect them to go up. I do expect them to add some more, you know, in kind of the second window, and we'll see if anything shakes out here in the next, you know, remaining time that this current portal window is open. Um, but I think it, if, if 
things go the way you lay them out, which is never a given in, in any kind of coaching arena, you rely on that less and less if your development's good, if your scouting is good for, for high school recruits. So that being said, at Nebraska, a place that we know, I think just based on location and how far you know, a good portion of that class has to come to to live in Lincoln. I, Nebraska's attrition rate is always going to be high, in my opinion. So if you ended up at seven, if we're five years down the road talking about, yeah, they're about seven or eight each year, I think that, that feels about right to me. BC, t- or Brandon's talking about feels. I was talking to BC yesterday about numbers. He mentioned getting old and staying old, which was something that the previous staff was trying to do, and I – I gave him the numbers by class, right? They've only got 13 seniors, but they've got 22 juniors, 22 sophomores, 13 redshirt freshmen, but 22 freshmen so far. When you look at the build and those numbers, does, is that kind of a – I like kind of the way those numbers look, especially in the junior and sophomore class. Is that the way that you think Nebraska can and should trend – or what am I missing when I look at the bulk of where those players are? Uh, the one that jumps out to me from, from what you just ran the off is, well, that one and also the 22 juniors. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd have to look back and see. Um, but that feels like a little bit larger junior class. You know, we've seen some some years where – by the time you're 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 to the season you're down to 13 seniors like they are <laughs> in terms of what's listed on the roster now yeah. i think college college rosters just by nature of it are always going to be kind of front loaded to the the underclassmen side of it if that does tick up you know if we start seeing senior classes that are more consistently 15 16 17 uh, that's probably a good development that's probably a good sign about what nebraska is doing development wise because a lot of those things tend to sort themselves out naturally. Like if a guy is super good, he might not make it to his, his junior or senior year, depending on if, if he redshirts or not. Uh, those guys that maybe are t- at too high a level, uh, uh, by the time you get to the junior, senior year, they usually find a way to filter themselves out too. Brandon, a new name that's emerged, and we're speaking with Brandon Vogel of HaleVarsity.com, the managing editor for Hale Varsity. Um, and you can toss him a follow on Twitter at Brandon L. Vogel. Brandon, a new name has emerged, a new prospect, you could say, in the portal, and that's offensive lineman Walter Walter Rouse, the Stanford left tackle. Um, he, he's drawing a lot of interest from schools like Oklahoma, Iowa, Kentucky, and Nebraska. And he's also scheduled visits at places. Um, and according to Josh Edwards, I believe I read that he has one set for Nebraska already. What could a guy like that do for a program right away, seeing that he's already started 39 games at left tackle? Already started 39 games and did it at Stanford, which, you know, Stanford has not been uh, what they were during the, the height of the David, David Shaw era, but that's still a, a, a program that I associate with really strong line play. So you feel good about the level of, I guess, training he has coming in. Those offensive linemen, offensive and defensive linemen are much like just recruiting from high school are always going to be, well, I, this might be different in the portal with the offensive line. Like those guys are gold. Like the competition for experienced offensive linemen is, is always going to be intense. Um, we, we've seen it with guys who have come from, you know, the FCS level. Uh, a guy in Nebraska was in and on signing day and missed out on. 
Like if you've got that experience up front and you're available as quote unquote, kind of a ready-made offensive lineman, it's um, landing those guys becomes super, super valuable. I think because it's, that's the thing with, with offensive line, we look at it and it's probably the biggest developmental position there is um, having an opportunity to maybe address some needs right away with a plug and play guy is it, it's kind of like a cheat almost. Uh, and I think you're seeing that with how much competition there is for those players. Brandon, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. We will talk again next week. Nice to be folks. Thanks guys. Coming up next, we will continue the conversation of Nebraska football and who I think they need to add in the portal. DB will weigh in and then we'll talk NFL. That's next on Coffee and Cream.